0: What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. We're here to talk about a Dragon Ball Super superhero now in theaters and a movie that got number one at the box office this weekend. Uh, a little bit of a surprise, but to some, not really. Dragon Ball is a franchise that has really been around for just an incredible amount of time for longevity. It was first released December third, nineteen eighty four. And that is just incredible for something to stay this relevant and this popular for that long. You think of some of these you know major franchises like Star Wars and things like that. You know, this has been a long this has been around just as long, but twenty one million at the box office and something we went and saw this weekend, like I said, and when I say we, um, I went with my two boys, Brandon and Peyton. Now, only one of them is here to to help co-host this episode. But Brandon, this was a fun experience this was a fun experience. Um, I know I had a good time. Is it a good movie, and what were your initial like what was your initial reaction when the trailer came out? Because I know we had talked about originally, it was a little jarring the animation that they first released uh
1: but what were your expectations for this movie so first of all when i first saw the trailer i was like oh my god they're actually doing cgi after we made after we went through broly and everyone thinks broly is the best looking dragon ball has ever been so first it was kind of like a uh, (laughs) we'll see how this goes but as it kind of went on Obviously, the CGI just got better and better and better. But even as a as a movie, as my expectations, I was expecting to kind of come in and like it. I mean, some of more modern Dragon Ball I've really liked, especially in the manga. The Moro and Granola arc are still very, very good. But um, it's also also came in as a Gohan and Piccolo movie, so that was pretty exciting for as a fan to have
0: yeah I you know besides the first trailer where the animation seemed very spotty uh, I was excited to get new dragon Ball content because uh, i I don't read the books my my knowledge of the books is through Brandon and him telling me things that are going on so I was interested to get new dragon Ball content especially because of the rumors that Dragon Ball super will be coming back to television apparently um, still no confirmation but Certainly getting something Dragon Ball super after the Broly movie, you know kind of helped lens to those rumors. And once that second trailer hit and they showed off the improved, probably you know product that they had been working on, I, I was on board. i was I was really behind the new art style because I do think Broly, uh, not the original movies, but Dragon Ball Super Broly that was just an amazing looking movie. It was great. So the fact that they changed styles, you know, was like, oh, I wonder why they're doing that. But the way that they changed it, I really enjoyed. And there was one part that we laughed at right off the bat. It's early on in the movie. um, Piccolo is fighting um, one of the antagonists of this movie. And I'm just going to let everybody know, like, this is all spoilers. We haven't said anything yet, but everything we talk about is going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want it to be ruined, uh, this is you know, pause this episode and, and go watch the movie. It's definitely worth going to see. Um, but the it's almost like the 1960 Batman TV show where the sound effects show up on screen during fights in the beginning and Piccolo calls out, "Why can I see his sound effects?" Uh, that got a pretty good chuckle out of me.
1: Well, that was just out of nowhere too. The fight's going on. He just goes, "Why can I see its sound effects?" I'm like, "Wait, what? Right, like, <laughs> like, wait, you can see those?" <laughs> like, it was just very, like, kind of fourth wall breaking, and it felt it felt naturally funny too.
0: Yeah, it uh, it was pretty darn funny. There was some. Actual funny moments in this movie, we'll get to a couple more of them, but the the main premise of this um, is the Red Ribbon Army trying to come back. And I thought the way that they did that was really well done. Uh, I thought they made a believable story and using flashbacks from other chapter arcs really, really helped. If you're not super familiar, I think they do a really good job in this movie for a casual fan to know what came before and understand why this is happening. Brandon, as somebody who, you know, dives a little bit deeper into this than than I do, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, everything with the Red and Army did feel, like, pretty natural. And even with... They mention a lot. Like, the main... Big villain being, we already covered, say, spoilers, but it's Cell Max. And it makes sense, even though I don't really like that it's Cell again, but it made sense. And that's really kind of what matters because they said constantly that they're using Dr. Gero's research. So every time with that, you're like, oh, okay, now it makes sense that it's Cell, that they have. It kind of makes sense as why he's that strong because they're still kind of tracking Goku and Vegeta and Gohan and Piccolo and the deadly Mr. Saiyan, but (laughs) they all kind of felt cohesive as as one. And even with the old Dragon Ball original Dragon Ball flashbacks and the Cell Saga, you're gonna get it, but you also need to like do research as well on these characters.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good point. Now, this, again, this is a mostly Piccolo movie. They say Gohan and Piccolo, but Piccolo does most of the heavy lifting uh, throughout most of this movie.
1: Well, it was originally a Piccolo movie, so just straight out.
0: One thing that you don't get... Uh, for anybody who wouldn't be familiar is you don't get a lot of Goku and Vegeta and there's a reason for that good <laughs> good which I think is which I think is done well. Um they are off on the home planet of Beerus training with Whis and they're accompanied by Broly. Uh, he is still very much in this universe. Um but they're trying to get him to control his rage as he's fighting. So you don't get to see Broly fight in this movie. You see him in one scene where it looks like he's going to go off on Goku during a training session, um, but they get him to calm down, and he's going to watch Goku and Vegeta do a sparring session, which you don't get a ton of that either. You get a pretty funny end credit scene, which we'll talk about. And you get and you get Goku
1: doing a suplex on Vegeta.
0: Yeah, you, you get him doing a German suplex on, on Vegeta, which was pretty cool to see. But...
1: The main
0: part of this portion of the movie that really I thought was – it was hysterical, it was interesting is the fact that Beerus has a type of female that he likes. And knowing Beerus and how he's been, it was really funny to see Beerus be like Gaga over a girl – and then be nice to her friends, like offering them ice cream and telling them don't do the dishes. You don't have um, to do that right
1: now. Yeah, so I'll I'll let
0: you talk about that portion um, a little bit more. The character that we're talking
1: about. It was just really funny to see, like a new little layer of Beerus. Because even the mommy you don't really get much of that with him. You do get he's very involved in a way, and especially in with Vegeta, but. You don't get that type, and it was very surprising when that came out, and me and you just kind of reacted to that, and we're like, what is this? Like, none of us, like, I don't think anyone really was going into that movie expecting that, too. No, I,
0: I definitely didn't expect that, which made it, you know, like I said, it made it funny. Um, and, and really enjoyable, and I would kind of be interested to see if they do anything anything more with that portion, uh, if Super does come back to television like they're talking about.
1: Well, you're going to have to wait on that, because if Super comes back, both the Moro and Granola arc take place before this movie.
0: So, okay, yeah, that's probably where we would be. Um, but let's talk about how we saw this movie as well, because um, I want to know if it added anything to it for you. So we went and saw this movie in a 4DX theater. And 4DX is somewhat interactive where the seats move around. There's giant misting fans um, on the top of the theater. There's smoke machines in the front. There's puffs of air that come out of the seat during certain scenes. And so I went and saw My Hero Academia in 4DX. Brandon, you've gone and seen Spider-Man No Way Home. And I think for this movie, it did add to the level of excitement with the interaction. I I will say if you have, like, a bad back or anything, don't go see a movie in 4DX. Um, Because for this one, it certainly whipped us around. But I did think for this movie, it it added to the enjoyment for me. What did you
1: think about that? I thought it was pretty cool to see it. Um, Funny enough, when the smoke came off, that didn't happen in Spider-Man. So I thought we were having a fire in the movie theaters real quick. But, um near the end, we were getting actually thrown around. Like, it was actually worse than Spider-Man. But, like, it was still... It wasn't, like, distracting, but I did not expect to, like, actually be in a roller coaster at that point.
0: Yeah, that... I will say, like, that last part of the movie, those seats were moving definitely around. Um, but it was it was really, really cool. Um, I did enjoy it. I wouldn't go see everything in 4DX. I don't think it's necessary, but... For something like this, I do think it added to the experience. So if you're listening to this and you have a 4DX theater, um, I would check it out. I I would go ahead and have the experience if you've never had it and see if it's something that you like. But, you know, talk about this being a Piccolo movie, mostly. Um, It's really about him finding out that the Red Ribbon Army is back, that they are, you know, under the guise of saying that the capsule core is the enemy and they're making room for aliens to invade, uh, earth and make everybody else their slaves. And he gets a lot of the heavy lifting in this movie. And I really, I really liked Piccolo. Um, I thought he, I mean, we're talking about him like, uh, It's not an anime movie, but I I thought the story was real. I actually enjoyed the story a lot. I I did like the focus on Piccolo. I like seeing him, like, not only how he trained Gohan, but, like, I love seeing him train Gohan's daughter, being asked to pick her up from school. I like that. I thought that was actually, it kind of got me into the movie right
1: away. Oh, yeah. It was cool seeing Pan just because she's only in, like, GT and she's a baby in Super, so it was cool to see those like little years of her and her training and stuff. I also like how Piccolo has a house now, mm-hmm. and for Dragon Ball fans, you'll know you'll know this, but his seat in his house is on um, Demon King Piccolo's house, his Demon King Piccolo seat. That was pretty cool. I liked that a lot. That little nod. Um,
0: but you know, with him fighting, I will say that. His fight scenes were good. He has a really cool transformation in this movie. Um, so I'll let you talk about the transformation.
1: Well, we should probably go to the fight that makes the transformation happen. But So Piccolo is kind of meditating on his rock by his house. And then one of the antagonists in this movie called Gamma 2 comes over. Piccolo finds out he's in the Red Ribbon Army by the logo on his shirt, which gets called out in the pretty funny scene. But he gets beat by Gamma 2 in a pretty cool fight scene, and then escapes, goes to the Red Ribbon Army base, kind of infiltrates, learns about the entire inside scheme, and learns about Gamma 1 and 2, their creator, their creator Dr. Hedo, and the creation of Cell Max, the... Date of Dr. Jeroe, which is why this all feels natural. Date of Dr. Jeroe with Cell is being brought into a greater power and being made into a giant kaiju-like Cell.
0: Yeah, that's so, exactly how to describe them a kaiju, for God's sakes. Yeah. Sake. yeah. Um, and you don't get them until the very end, but... And then we'll, we'll save that portion. Um, but you don't get until the very end really anything from Gohan until they kidnap Pan. Now, pickle is a part of that because he infiltrated the red ribbon army. Um, but you don't get a lot of Gohan until really that, that final third act. And then he's, he's in it for the rest of it fighting, but you also get, I wasn't expecting it. You get some, some other characters that come into, uh, into play to join the fight. And I enjoyed that. One thing that I thought I, I, say this too. I did find it funny that they ended up using the Dragon Balls and you find out what wishes have been being made, which you had mentioned something about that maybe leading into another story arc. So again, I'll let you talk about those Dragon Ball wishes and where maybe that could be
1: going. Yeah, so Piccolo calls Balma and tells him everything. And then um and then he goes up to um Korin's tower, grabs some sensor beans, there's only two, and then goes up to Dende, asks to unleash the potential of Piccolo, which the Grand Elder grew all the way back in the Namek Saga, did that for both Gohan and Krillin, but then they, well first of all, they referenced the different type of Namekians, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, One thing you'll learn about Akira Toyama is that he's very forgetful, so I was very surprised of what he remembered, but... Dende, interesting fact that only, like, really older Namekians can really unlock potential. They don't learn that until a certain age. So, then they suggest, why don't I upgrade the dragon like I did before and make more powerful wishes? I wonder how that's going to go in the future, but, he goes, let's unlock your potential. They go down, Bulma apparently has a whole, like, has a whole division for Dragon Ball Gathering which I find very funny. And they find out when they summon a dragon, her wishes. She's, along with the Broly movie, asking for five years younger, she's getting what they call cosmetic surgery. (laughs) And in this movie, she wants a bigger butt, but she ends up giving the wish, the one wish to Piccolo, I want to grow stronger. And Shenron goes, okay, I'll do that, and I'll give you a little bit more which they show not too long later, but give the wish, Bulma gets her surgery and Shenron goes. Now, interesting portion is they keep referencing Kami and Demon King Piccolo. Kami, of course, Dragon Ball fans will know this. Kami created Shenron. And so it's basically a nod to saying Shenron gave his creator an extra gift considering Piccolo doesn't really use Dragon Balls. Well younger or the son of Demon King Piccolo doesn't give doesn't really wish with the Dragon Balls. So it's cool to see that. Yeah, I, I definitely
0: enjoyed that. And the you know the other characters because we find, you know, yeah gamma one and two find out that they're you know they, they've been lied to mm-hmm. and that capsule core is not the enemy. So we get a team up and Cell Max is, is activated. But we also get joined by, uh, you know, Gohan, Piccolo, the Gammas, Goten, Trunks, Android 18, and Krillin Um, all come together. Uh, They make fun of Krillin, which is pretty funny, Um, but they all come together to fight Cell Max. Now, what...
1: And and Trunks and Goten have aged.
0: Yes, that is true. They, yes, they have certainly aged. Now, uh, let's, let's talk about Cell Max,
1: and what do you think of him? So, the speculation before this movie came out was the villain was either going to be Cell or Andor 21 which, if you don't know, she's from Dragon Ball Fighters, original character from Toriyama. And she's been added into a lot of stuff recently and brought into many different Dragon Ball media. So, everyone kind of thought she's getting a lot of attention for something, and the movie's coming out. So, everyone kind of thought that she was going to be unleashed she does get mentioned which I was like I was like huh
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was like that's her right there but ends up being cell max and it doesn't make sense but I kind of wish it wasn't cell like even in general even if it was the old cell I wouldn't really like that because that'd be another Resur- resurrection F kind of movie but cell max also doesn't really have much going on he's mindless and that's the entire plot point so it's kind of like a Bio-Burly situation. And I feel like if we're going to make fun of Bio-Burly, we should also kind of make fun of Selmax. Cell Selmax Cell just looked, really looked cool with some of the attacks that he did and kind of what he brought to the fight scenes as a whole.
0: Yeah, I... Cell Max, I certainly... Uh, I, I didn't mind him. Uh, I did feel that there... Well, the fight was cool. I felt like because of his size, there was some limitations. Um, Especially too. and maybe this is unfair, but comparing this third act final fight to the Broly third act final fight, there. So, I'm not sure if it has anything to do with Cell being giant or anything like that, but it it did feel like something was maybe just lacking from that... You know, final fight with Cell. Visually, it's really cool, but it definitely, for me at least, it did not have the same punch that the
1: Broly fight had in the last movie. Well, the thing is, you got the chance to develop with Broly. That's the big, like, you have Cell Max, who you have like, kind of nothing with, but you have Broly, even though he does turn into, like, this giant screaming maniac, he still has the story beforehand and they still kind of pamper in a little bit in between the fight. So it's just kind of like what character cell has versus what character Broly has. And that's kind of the attachment to it.
0: Yeah, that's very true. So before cell Max, though, before everybody teams up, you did want to talk about the fight um, with the two androids. So, I'll I'll let you take that part.
1: So first of all, this all starts with Piccolo and some other Red Ribbon guys capturing Pan, which is very funny because Piccolo knows Pan's teacher by name. I found that very hysterical. But um, they go to Gohan's house after they kidnap Pan with a video, and... Gohan almost rips this guy's head off and almost destroys his house in the process. But they take Gohan to the base. And first of all, he breaks through the window and has a Thor-like entrance, which I don't know if you know this, but this movie was inspired by Marvel movies. I did not. pre production um, came out in 2019. And you know some big Marvel movies that came out there. So, door-like entrance, Gohan just rushes straight to Pan and gets interrupted by Gamma 1, Gamma 2, and then Gamma 1 joins the fight. And they have a pretty kind of even fight in a way. Obviously, they establish Gamma, the Gammas are androids, and they can go at full strength for a very long time, and um, it goes on pretty nice, and then... Gohan turns Super Saiyan, and they go to a standstill. And then Piccolo goes, hey, act like you're scared, the pan. And Piccolo kind of holds her up like he's going to hurt her. And I really do – I really like the gammas. And mm-hmm. a part of it – I do too. And a part of it is um, when Piccolo's holding her up, he's like, wait, you can't hurt a girl? Like they're so convinced that they're the good guys that he's like – You can't hurt a child, and then Gohan, it cuts to Gohan, powering up, probably my favorite aspect about this transformation. They've done it twice now. Energy shoots up to the sky, breaks the barrier, and skies are cleared. I don't know what it is, but I love that about the ultimate form that Gohan has, that the sky is just completely clear to bright, and he hits Gamma 1 so hard, you're hearing ding! You're hearing his metal head just start getting dented in, so it's a very cool fight scene. And then Doctor Hedo's like Gamma Two, get in there, get in there, and Piccolo interrupts, and you finally see Piccolo with potential unleashed, which makes him a shade a shade lighter. So rematch between Gamma Two and Piccolo begins. And they're kind of fighting on a train, and Piccolo is finally defeated. And then, it's kind of lowered. A little bit of trivia. It goes back to Shenron saying, oh, I gave you a little bit more. And shows Shenron spirals into a circle, and at the bottom of it, turns into a tree. That is kind of connection to Piccolo's transformation. That is the Namekian tree of life which is a, another one of these, like, man, they actually referenced that. I was very su- very surprised that something like that was brought in. Huge explosions, bombastic music, and piccolo transforms yet again. Now, I do want to hear your reaction on this, on this new, brand-new piccolo form.
0: Yeah, I I really like it. I thought it was cool to see a new form for piccolo, Um I was thinking that as he as he transformed and he's coming up through the rubble, I was thinking we were going to get a little bit more of a demonic-looking Piccolo. Um, but I thought it was cool that he does have this new, you know, th- this new form that we have seen. So I really enjoyed it. I like the fact that it is orange Piccolo. I, I thought it was well done.
1: Um, He's massive, too. Yeah,
0: he, he is massive. I, I enjoyed that. I, I thought it was definitely—I thought I
1: thought it definitely fit the movie. He knocks the lights out of Gamma 2 when it happens. Oh, Again, absolutely. Like, if, Pickle, if Orange Piccolo comes to these games, I don't mind him being just an absolute tank because he pops up, Gamma 2 is punching him, and nothing's happening— and he just winds back, boom, and knocks Gamma Two out.
0: Yeah, that was that was really cool. I again, I enjoyed the fact that Piccolo really, to me, was the main character yeah. of, of this movie.
1: Um, oh, and during this fight, you are getting like little like dialogues between the two, where Gamma One and Two are kind of questioning themselves, and that's yeah. part of the strength is. Like as they're fighting, they're like. They're, like, struggling because Piccolo and Gohan are, like, no, well, y- you guys, like.
0: Well, the reason this is called superheroes because they are made with superheroes in mind. They're not made to be villains. The, the creator is just, the truth is twisted and manipulated to him, so to speak. Now, he kind of lets on that he knew about it, but he wanted money for his research. But he still created these two with a superhero in mind.
1: Yeah. Um, and then they start going, no, like, you're, like, not you guys, but the Red Ribbon Army is messed up. And it gets to them. And it gets to them, and like, near the end where they're like, yeah, we were wrong. Like, we're sorry for this. And it, it plays into how much I like Gamma 1 and 2.
0: Yeah, I thought they were
1: great modern, characters. Modern Dragon Ball has done a real good job of introducing new characters. Because the has Miris. Granola Arc has granola, and then superheroes Gamma One and Two, and all of them I love. So,
0: yeah, I think uh, I think they did a really good job introducing new characters. So, you know, you find out Cell's got Max Cell, Cell Max has got a weakness.
1: Well, what about the fight between Mario and the green, I mean, the purple dude? Oh, yeah. So, Magenta's voice actor, voice acts Mario, by the way. That's a fun little thing. And the funniest part is that he went to the red carpet premiere as Magenta, which was really cool. Which is really cool. The scene felt kind of weird. I don't know why when Cell Max activates, but. Yeah, it was just a little bit like kind of funny. Yeah, I will say that one thing I,
0: at the end of the movie, I will say the ending was a little flat to me. Like after the battle is over and they've won, the ending just felt really kind of abrupt. Um, I, I don't know if you thought that, but like when the screen hit, I was like, oh, wait, it's over? Like. I know we just like we just won the day, but it just felt like a weird way to end the movie. Especially because Broly movie's ending was like perfect. Yeah, it so. really it really <laughs> was. I mean, <laughs> it's, that's a hard thing because I mean, just getting this out of the way, I do feel that Dragon Ball Super Broly is the it's the best movie I've seen of Dragon Ball. So maybe it's it's not fair to compare it, but yeah, compared to the ending, it did feel. You know, a little anticlimactic. Yeah,
1: both of these both of those movies, I will say, are probably like probably the pinnacle of what I love about Dragon Ball. Though, obviously, there's some stuff missing, but like just why I love the series, both of these movies are pretty much why. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly a fun movie, and then
0: the end credit scene that we were talking about is something that
1: hasn't happened ever. In in no. no
0: no well then why do they say why do they say it
1: because it's supposed to be like a joke like the joke is is that like he'll never surpass Kakarot but he's beaten him before
0: okay well see this is this is why I parlay to somebody who's a who's more so that that's why I will I parlay to to Brandon on some of these things because the. The end credit scene is Vegeta actually besting Goku in sparring, uh, which I thought was a pretty fun scene. But, uh, Brandon, you want to talk a little more about Gohan. So I'm going to let you take that because I don't have too much more to say. Maybe I will once you you make your point.
1: So mine's kind of like more continuing on the final fight because there are parts that we're kind of missing in this discussion. So Cell Max is out there. Obviously, we have everyone fighting. And they established a weak point on his head. But first of all, it's not like a soft weak point. You have to get something that pierces through or completely shatters it. So after a little bit, Gamma 2 goes, okay, you need to look out for Dr. Heddo. And I kind of knew what was happening. I was like, oh no. So Gamma 2's plan is to use all of his strength to at least weaken cell max. If you can't, kill him he has to weaken him so we also get a call back to the beginning of the movie cuz gamma 2 accidentally lets Piccolo get away and was one's like you didn't bother to check and so gamma 2 is like scan your life centers he out he's out there he didn't bother to check i was like oh no <laughs> but he flies up to the sky and the entire final fight is beautiful but it looks amazing and he's charging down Cell blocks it with his arm, and then you find out it only cuts off his arm, which does weaken him, but there's Gamma 2, lifeless, and Cell almost stomps on him, but Piccolo stops him. They do a callback to original Dragon Ball when Piccolo grows giant, and then you get the Godzilla versus Kong of Dragon Ball. (laughs) Piccolo versus Cell, but they say, Gohan, you need to charge up. Fire something out. And so he's trying, but Pickle is getting beat down. Fat go tanks, which
0: <laughs>
1: they elude. that was funny. Yeah. They fail the fusion, but they all fight Krillin 18, they're all getting beaten down. And Cell has him like a trophy, really, this in his arms laying there. And Gohan stops. And the music kind of like it does go like pretty silent. And then just like back in the Cell games, the line of red expands and Gohan rages out, powers up. And for the first time in a while, Gohan has a new form. Now we know the name of this now. It's called Beast Gohan. And it looks amazing. It's very, It looks better than some of the pictures that came out of it. I really want to see this in 2D. Well, I want to see like, Beast Gohan in 2D to see how it looks. But Match rushes in, punches him, does nothing. And Gohan kicks him in probably one of the best shots in the entire movie. Sometimes you look at like pictures of it and it doesn't look 3D. That's how good it is. But Cellmatch charges basically a comet-like energy ball. And Piccolo grabs on it before he's able to do it. I didn't know Cell can fly like that. Like, his wings actually are wings. Because they never do that in in Z. But he says, Gohan, take the shot. And for the first time, Gohan charges a special beam cannon, pierces through the ball, pierces through Cell's head, and completely destroys Cell Max. So it was a pretty... I wish we did have yeah, a that's- little bit more, but... Beast Gohan looked really cool.
0: Yeah, his his new form was really really cool to look at. Um, I, I did not know that that would be you know that that would be coming, but it it certainly. I, I asked like, is that an Ultra Instinct
1: form because mm. of his hair color and everything like that? Mm, but, no. um I think it might be just because of his power was unlocked by the Supreme Kai and. Kai's hair are, is like white and silver, basically. Gotcha. I think that could be the part of it.
0: Yeah. So it, his transformation was really good. I'm 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 glad you brought that up because it was a it was a really cool moment to it's see. The biggest part of the movie, though. That's true. <laughs> the The whole thing was about that because they they do talk about Gohan a lot and you know reiterate that you know he has the potential to be the most powerful being on the planet and he. Almost probably should have by now passed Goku if he would have kept training. Um, so it was really, you know, in that moment that that happened.
1: Now this is where the little kind of problems with the movie go in. Because this was probably written before Moro and Granolar came out. So there's a line saying, maybe Goku, even if Goku and Vegeta were here, maybe we would probably wouldn't have in Cell Max. And it's kind of hard to believe just because of what goes on in those arcs. It feels like if Goku and Vegeta were there, that would have lasted 15 seconds. Well, <laughs> like. That's even with the Broly movie, because more stuff happens after. And, like, they're stronger and stronger and stronger. So it's just kind of hard to believe just what goes on, but I'm sure they'll probably settle something out and figure out how to really write that around.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think a really good addition to the the Dragon Ball universe. I thought it was really well done. Uh, fans, I, I have seen reviews. Fans really like it. Oh, they love it. Um, yeah. So, and even critics, it's it's not like it's getting bad reviews from critics. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen any, you know, I haven't seen any real negative stuff uh, about this movie. Again, is it is it perfect? No, but it certainly... Is it's very enjoyable. Um,
1: it's a top three Dragon Ball movie. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for yeah for sure. Um, and it was just good to see Dragon Ball, you know, back on the screen, so to speak, whether yeah. it be small screen or big screen. Um, and I, I do hope this leads to the return of Dragon Ball Super, even though it would be going backwards.
1: Me too. I cannot wait to see that more arc animated. That arc <laughs> is so good for Dragon Ball fans. If you haven't read it, it's super good.
0: So anything that you want to end this episode on any and th- any further thoughts about this movie any last points
1: Um so for any manga fans I don't I do think we're going to see Gohan pretty soon well it's going on break but I think in terms of the arc I feel like we're building up to Gohan probably even Beast Gohan coming back so you won't have to wait too long to see like Beast Gohan again probably Hopefully they put them in games because I just want to see that and play as it in different styles.
0: All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this review, but uh, we are officially going to give our rating and I've changed. If you haven't listened to uh, an episode of Matt goes to the movies in a little bit, I've, I've kind of changed the rating system. Um, The, the rating is called popcorn time. Now And it's either out of considered one, two, three, four, or five popcorn buckets. So uh, I'm going to go first, and my popcorn time rating is four tubs um, for this movie. Uh, I do really, really enjoy it. I, I do believe it is, you know, behind the Broly movie, but a very, very enjoyable experience. I will certainly go
1: watch it again
0: uh, Brandon, where does this rank for you?
1: I would say a four. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very solid four. So I, I'd be, I'm going to be
0: interested to watch it again because I certainly will when it becomes available. I'm going to watch it in like not 40. Right. Yeah when it when it just comes to platforms or whatever the case may be, and you can just watch it in the comfort of your home. Definitely going to check it out. Um, so I'll be interested to see it again. So. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you like this episode, click the subscribe button. Chat with us on social media. We are on all platforms. We're on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, We even are on Twitch and have Twitch streams. All of that information will be listed in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.